Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. While some retailers such as Costco, Dollar General, Walmart, and Wegmans have reduced their number of self-checkout registers in recent years or changed the rules for the register's use due to shoplifting or other concerns, overall, retailers' adoption and customers' use of the technology continues to rise. Tory N. Parrish reports on Newsday.com that some retailers expect advances in the technology, including artificial intelligence-powered cameras and intelligent sensors, to help tackle the issues of shoplifting at self-checkouts. Removing self-checkout registers may be an initial reaction to attempt to curb theft, but it's unlikely to be an effective solution. We anticipate that the majority of retailers will continue to find that the value of self-checkout registers outweighs any perceived negatives, according to Retail Next, a San Jose, California-based retail analytics company. Self-checkout accounted for 30% of transactions in grocery stores in 2021, almost double the share in 2018, according to the Food Marketing Institute, an Arlington, Virginia-based trade group that represents grocery stores. The share remained steady in 2022. In 2022, there were 3.4 million cashiers nationwide, and the numbers projected to decline by 348,100, or 10%, by 2032 because of self-checkout and artificial intelligence. The Riverhead Town Board this week unanimously approved a measure to dramatically expand the businesses allowed to operate at Tanger Outlets. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that once the zoning law goes into effect, general retail stores, interior design and furniture showroom and specialty grocery stores will be allowed at Tanger in addition to manufacturer's outlet stores. The law also expands accessory uses to allow a sit-down restaurant as an alternative to a food court, as well as indoor and outdoor recreational uses. It also allows theaters built at the site to offer food and beverage service, including alcoholic beverages. The amendment was made in consultation with Tanger executives, Riverhead Town officials said the law is intended to provide increased flexibility for the outlet store, which is Riverhead Town's largest taxpayer. During the public hearing on the law, a prominent local real estate developer warned that the expanding types of businesses allowed at Tanger outlets would disrupt Riverhead's commercial economy, harming the rest of the Route 58 corridor and downtown Riverhead. It's now 39 degrees in Riverhead, New York. A state Supreme Court judge has thrown out a lawsuit filed by the state NAACP and an environmental nonprofit that aimed to block a proposed Yapank solid waste transfer station that would ship construction trash off Long Island by rail. Carl McGowan reports on Newsday.com that an NAACP 
spokesman and Farmingdale nonprofit Citizens Campaign for the Environment said they would appeal. The January 8th ruling by New York State Supreme Court Justice Joseph A. Santorelli, if it is upheld, would remove a potential roadblock to development of a transfer station that Brookhaven officials have said will be needed when the town landfill is closed over the next three years. The seeds of a possible restoration for Long Island's cherished Peconic Bay scallops are being cultivated in tanks in a hatchery in Southhold, the offspring of shellfish from nearby Mauritius Bay. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that at the Cornell Cooperative Extension Shellfish Hatchery at Cedar Beach in Southhold, marine biologists this year launched a novel approach to restoring Peconic Bay scallops after four straight years of die-offs. The plan? Spawn scallops from Mauritius Bay, which appear to be thriving, and introduce their offspring into the impacted Peconic scallop population. The scallops are all of the same species, but researchers are hoping that the Mauritius Bay scallops have a genetic advantage to help them thrive in the face of warming waters and a deadly pathogen that could be impacting the Peconic Bay scallops, that they could bring any genetic advantage to the waters of the Peconic. Part of the plan includes spawning the Mauritius Bay scallops in the fall-winter period rather than their natural spring spawn, giving the scallops a chance to grow larger before being seeded in the wild without potential infection by a pathogen that Stony Brook University scientists discovered has contributed to the massive die-offs. Work on this part of the program began last month when the fittest of 300 Mauritius Bay scallops were used to produce more than 2 million fertilized eggs. In the weeks since, more than a million have metamorphosed into scallops, said Harrison Tobai, aquaculture and shellfish specialist for the Cornell Cooperative Extension. A group of New York lawmakers demanded yesterday the state cough up $90 million to boost Metropolitan Transportation Authority bus services before the controversial $15 congestion pricing toll is finally rolled out. But critics raised they are already years too late. As reported in the New York Post, the legislators, led by State Senator Michael Gianaris, a Democrat from Queens, and Assemblyman Zoran Mardani, he's also a Democrat from Queens, issued the rallying cry for a cash injection from Albany as they launched a Get Congestion Pricing Right campaign just months before the long-planned toll is supposed to launch. Their proposal, in part, calls for $45 million to be set aside in this year's state budget to help expand bus frequency ahead of drivers being charged the $15 fee to enter Midtown Manhattan south of 60th Street, possibly as early as mid-June. Opponents of the toll quickly ripped the legislators, arguing they were far too late in stepping up to ease the burden on commuters, given the law to impose this congestion pricing plan was first approved in 2019. The New York State Corrections Department would gain the power to remove abusive guards from its prisons under a state Senate bill filed on Monday. Joseph Neff and Alicia Santo reported in the New York Times that currently the commissioner of the New York State Department of Corrections and Community Supervision, 
does not have the ultimate authority to fire guards accused of serious misconduct and often must defer to third-party arbitrators who determine disciplinary outcomes. But the bill, filed by State Senator Julia Salazar, a Brooklyn Democrat, would give the commissioner the final say in such cases. In a memo accompanying her bill, Ms. Salazar, the chairwoman of the Senate Committee on Crime Victims, Crime and Correction, said she drafted the legislation in response to an investigation by the Marshall Project, published last year in collaboration with the New York Times. The investigation showed that New York's prison department often tried but failed to fire correction officers accused of abuse or tried to conceal it. From the articles Ms. Salazar wrote in the memo, a stark picture emerged of a staff disciplinary system that is essentially completely broken and ineffective. Chris Summers, president of the New York State Correctional Officers and Police Benevolent Association, has previously defended the arbitration system. We have no influence over the decision the arbitrator makes, he told the Marshall Project in December. It's a system that is independent, fair, and just. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.